3: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast
4: Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: The social justice warrior league that is the NBA is about to make a deal with the devil. Stay tuned. So many
4: devils these days. I'm not sure which one. Uh, you know what, uh, Michael, you're out of the room, and that was, uh, and I forgot. <clears throat> I was going to call for kicking off the hour with a montage of Kamala's word salads. Can we all enjoy that together? It is time for us to do what
3: we have been doing, and that time is every day. You need to get to go, and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work, and get home. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
4: that was the short version okay that's fine um that was weird ah kamala harris the least popular vice president in the history of the nbc news poll Uh, jack pointed out that these are very partisan times and i pointed out that she's terrible at her job and everybody hates her
5: but all are factors (laughs) (laughs) she had to quit running for president before the iowa caucus right
4: Couldn't get 3% of the vote because she's awful and yet ended up the vice president because of box checking identity politics. Just shocking. She can't be on the ballot next time. Neither can the old guy.
5: Well, the stories in Politico and Axios and other places is there's a big rehab effort going. So somebody thinks it's a good idea.
4: I think it's a it doesn't cost anything to try.
5: Let's give it one more shot. Right, because it's easier to just run the
4: incumbents as they are. Or, you know, she's got high name recognition, obviously. So it's worth a try, but it just won't work. You are trying to polish a unfortunate, uh, you know, part of the process of food elimination. (laughs) I'm not going to use the D word. Gross. I know it is gross,
5: but I can't think of a better expression. You can't come up with a better expression than that. There's got to be one, doesn't there? Classic
4: moron. You are trying to polish something that is unpolishable. Something that is terrible no matter how much you
5: polish it. How about you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear? That's a classic, and it's not gross.
4: That is a good one. Thank you. Well, I reached out for help, and there you are for me, so thank you. Uh, Anyway, uh, it's a measure of how... You know what it's really a measure of? It's a measure of how much overreach there's been in the climate change uh, activist community. They claim so much wild crap all the time. As I'm often joking, sarcastically, it's climate change when there's a drought. It's climate change when there's too much rain. It's climate change when there's normal rain. It's climate change when it's hot, cold, and average temperature. (laughs) Everything (laughs) is always climate change all the time. And don't dare question it. If there are more hurricanes than usual, climate change. If there are hardly any hurricanes at all, oh, you better bet that's climate change. And so it's hard to take any of this crap seriously.
5: (laughs) Paddling the school canoe, you better believe that's a paddling. Um, I I can't believe that the climate change people that care about this don't understand that they've made. So the people that were on your side have been on your side for a long time. You don't need to convince them, all right? So you got to convince the rest of the country that is skeptical. And when you do what you were just describing, you lose everybody.
4: Yeah, I think a lot of lefty politics, progressivism, is emotionalism, which is why they're like, there are no facts. There's only my truth. There's no real truth. There's my truth and your truth. And I mean, that's also part of Marxism, but... um, I think they're so emotionalistic, they can't restrain themselves to a solid, sober set of arguments or data. They just can't. It's not good enough. Anyway, um, uh, that's all kind of a preface to this. Uh, Scientists, and this is beyond dispute, have observed that the axis that our planet rotates around has wandered south, away from the geographic North Pole and toward Canada, Suddenly, though, it made a sharp turn and started heading east. What? That was around the turn of the millennium that they started to observe that. The axis of the Earth is actually changing. And in time, research came to a startling realization about what had happened. Accelerated melting of the polar ice sheets and mountain glaciers had changed the way mass was distributed around the planet enough to influence its spin. Now some of the same scientists have identified another factor that's had the same kind of effect colossal quantities of groundwater pumped out for crops and households in a way that's never happened in human history.
5: And it's so it's like the weight distribution on a plane when they make people spread out or Yeah, exactly. Can't yeah. all have all the heavy people on one side of the plane it starts to tilt. We got all the water or ice on one side of the earth and it's starting to tilt. Interesting.
4: Yeah, a geophysicist at, the, at Seoul National University said, wow, it was a big surprise. Um, water experts have long warned of the consequences of groundwater overuse. And this is the, very legit, by the way, uh, emptying groundwater supplies. Um, as water from underground aquifers becomes an increasingly vital resource in drought-stressed areas like the American West, when water is pumped out of the ground but not replenished, the land can sink damaging homes and infrastructure, but also shrinking the amount of underground space that can hold water when a big rain does Mm -hmm. come, for instance. Hmm. So I got to admit, I mean, if it gets hotter and the ocean dries a little bit, you got to move inland, sell your park up, buy some shorts. (laughs) It's not that big a deal. We'll be growing corn in the Yukon. And sub-Saharan Africa, you just got to get the hell out of there, okay? You can't live there anymore because it sucks. Nobody lives in the Sahara Desert, or practically nobody, all right? So move. On the other hand, if we're (laughs) tilting the Earth on its axis, like moving the Earth around in space,
5: I got a bad feeling about that. So the North Pole might be Atlanta?
4: Sure, we start spinning, you know, vertically instead of horizontally. Of course, it's a sphere. There's no such thing, but, but you know s- what I mean. But
5: the sun could start rising in the north and setting in the south, though, if we tilted enough, right?
4: Right, and we could all jump at once, maybe, and 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 restore it to its axis if it's That's done in a- the right right to you know uh, sequence. That's an
5: excellent plan.
4: But I thought that was wild.
5: Yeah. I have no idea whether to be, like, really concerned about this or not. Is it happening super slow, like it couldn't possibly affect me or my kids' lifetimes? Or, like, by next December, is the sun rising in the south?
4: Well, it's already happened some. Obviously, guessing how much it'll happen in the future is is difficult. Uh, Then they go more into the groundwater pumping. Between 1960 and 2000, Worldwide groundwater depletion more than doubled to about 75 trillion gallons a year. That sounds like a lot. Since then, satellites that measure variations in Earth's gravity have revealed the staggering extent to which groundwater supplies have declined in particular regions, including India and the Central Valley of California, said Matthew Rodell, an Earth scientist at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. Quote, I'm not surprised that it would have an effect, but it's impressive they were able to tease out that data... The observations they've uh, made on the polar motion are precise enough to see that effect. Now, that's the thing. How much are we talking about? Then it shot eastward by a quarter of an inch, which in geological terms is stunning.
5: Right. So I was going to mention, like, if I'm a climate activist, it is you are between a, a rock and a hard place on how to pitch this stuff to those of us who don't, Either don't believe it or don't care. So if you if you go with the, you know, 500 years from now, it's going to be a problem. Nobody cares. I mean, because, you know, right. when when I hear this stuff about it's the temperature has gone up a half a degree in the last century, I think. Whatever. But then when you make the, <laughs> we're all going to be dead in five years, and then five years goes by and nothing has happened, you lose people also.
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the rest of this I just found interesting from a uh, scientific point of view. Uh, Earth's axis hasn't been wandering enough to affect the seasons, which are determined by the planet's tilt. But fine patterns and variations in the planet's spin matter hugely to satellite-based navigation systems that guide planes, missiles, and map apps. And this has helped motivate researchers to try to understand why the axis moves and where it might be headed next. You can't feel it. But Earth's rotation is nowhere near as smooth as that of like a globe on a desk. As it moves through space, Earth wobbles like a poorly thrown frisbee. This is partly because it bulges at the equator. And partly because. Yeah, me too. And partly because air masses are constantly whirling around the atmosphere and water is sloshing around in the oceans, pulling the planet ever so slightly this way and that.
5: So the Earth is like a wounded duck football pass.
4: Like every pass I've ever thrown in my life except for, like, three. Yes. (laughs) A
5: wobbler. Awesome. That's interesting. Yeah. We mentioned that Greta Thunberg's account deleted a tweet from five years ago where she had said we'd all be dead by now, and then the date passed, so. Speaking for
4: myself, not dead, Greta. No. And sorry about stealing your childhood and her dreams. With With your empty empty words. words. With my empty words. That's right, Yes. (laughs) That's how I did it.
5: That's how I always do it.
4: The old (laughs) empty word gag always works.
5: Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, that's what I do for a living. Uh, NBA not as woke as they claim,
0: among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
5: Ultimate question, Mayor: Will you be talking about the Uyghurs in your campaign?
1: What the what?
5: The Uyghurs. What's a Uyghur? Okay, we'll come back to that. Uh, let me—you won't be. Obvious. Okay. You got to get smart on that.
4: You gave me homework, uh, Hugh. I'll, I'll look at what, uh, what was. What did you call it? A weevil?
0: The Uyghurs. You really I'll need I'll to know about the Uyghurs, it. Mayor. You got to uh, talk I, about it every day.
1: I will, okay. I will. I will talk about. I will. Follow, I will search Uyghurs. I'm. I'm a good learner. I'm a fast learner.
5: I don't know if you have to talk about it every day. That's Hugh Hewitt interviewing the mayor of Miami, who's running for president. And uh, Hugh Hewitt likes catching people in things they don't know. He did that with the nuclear triad with Trump, I guess, or whatever.
4: Yeah, that was so clearly a gotcha. Thing. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. I'm not a fan of gotcha questions.
4: Yeah, that's that's just, that's dirty pool. That's cheap, I don't know, cheap publicity. and You're not looking for an answer. If you're looking for an answer, you would say, Mayor, will you be talking about the uh, mistreatment of the Uyghur minority by the Chinese authorities? If you want to know how he feels about it. Will you be talking about the Uyghurs? That's absolutely a gotcha. And maybe that was his point, was uh, exposing the guy as somebody who knows nothing about, you know, foreign policy or whatever. But I don't don't know. I don't find that appealing. I don't either. And he was an incredibly smart guy in the rest of it. I just,
5: why do you do that? So that we talk about him. Mention Hugh Hewitt. I won't talk
4: about Hugh Hewitt. I won't talk about Eric Erickson. I will not talk about any talk show host whose first name is their last name. (laughs)
5: That is an excellent and sound policy. So uh, the Qatar is going to buy a chunk of an NBA team. It's a corporation, but Qatar is one of those countries, like a lot of countries, where corporation and the government aren't, are, you know, a lot of distance between them. They're kind of all tied in together. Anyway, $4 billion deal to buy a big chunk of the Washington Wizards. And as this columnist writes in the Washington Examiner, in other words, the same NBA that pulled its all-star festivities from Charlotte because North Carolina legislators said men must use the men's restroom and not the women's is now on the verge of allowing a country that criminalizes homosexuality to own a piece of one of its team. And during Pride Month, no less. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'd say that sums it up rather beautifully.
5: Yeah. Of course, this is uh, normal for the NBA. Last year, the league decided it would hold some preseason games in the UAE, where being gay or transgender is illegal and punishable by fines, castration or
4: death. But if Georgia tries to ensure ballot reliability, the Major League Baseball moves the All-Star game out
5: of Georgia. Calls them racists. Back to the NBA, this is the same league that has partnered with communist Cuba and China for basketball camps and preseason games. At at home, the NBA is all about social justice abroad. The league will happily sell out to any human rights abusing authoritarians who show them the money. Continuing to partner with China, Cuba, the UAE, and now Qatar. Nice job, NBA. So, they have no actual
4: principles, like so many corporate uh, virtue signalers. They have no actual principles, and the principles they pretend to have are often perverse. That's just great. And not held by, I mean, held by a very, very small percentage of people. Just, uh, the, the lack of sincerity in everything is getting a little annoying. It's Jim Crow on steroids, man. Jim Crow 2.0 saying you got to turn in your own ballot as Jim Crow when people were burned and tortured and murdered for trying to vote?
5: Really? <sighs> How exercising too hard could kill you. I like that story because it gives me an excuse to not ever cross that boundary, which I'm not currently. Uh, but before that, so Elon Musk says his favorite move, if he ends up in a cage match with Mark Zuckerberg is what he calls the walrus in which he lays on top of someone doesn't move
4: <laughs> and then smack him in the head with a mackerel.
5: But I was actually watching a little Elon wrestling. He was uh, Lex Friedman. Who's a podcaster. Um, super smart guy. If you're into that sort of thing. But um, and then he had Mark Zuckerberg on. I was doing a little watching and reading with Mark Zuckerberg. They're both Zuckerberg's been training with some really top notch martial arts people for a long time know, he's a super rich guy. I could actually see how geeky little probably has always been geeky little Mark Zuckerberg and being having been a geeky little guy myself that 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 stain stays with you for a very long time. I could see how now that he's like in a little more shape and would like a little more respect than he's gotten throughout his life. Remember, he started Facebook to get girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see how he'd love to get into the ring and show people I'm not that geeky little guy that they make fun of on Saturday Night Live. What's the beef between him and Elon Musk? Did I miss that? I think it started with Zuckerberg bragging about how he trains with the Jiu-Jitsu Masters or something like that, and Elon making some sort of joke about it and hey, saying, hey, if you ever want to to a cage match, I'm available anytime. And Zuckerberg just basically saying name the time and place and went from there. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Now, they might have a personal beef between them that I'm unaware of, but it could just be people have been making fun of me for being a little geek. I'm going to show you I'm not. So coming up next segment, a reset of the
4: Hunter Biden situation. It's really the IRS and Justice Department whistleblower situation it has to do with whether DOG is interfering in investigations to protect the Biden family. And one of my favorite ever, is this a parody or not that shows how weird the world has gotten?
5: cool yeah this is hunter biden stuff is interesting and it's gone mainstream so stay tuned
0: armstrong and getty
3: The Armstrong and Getty
5: Show. It's hard to tell, but he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. Yes, that's Joe Biden saying Putin is clearly losing the war in Iraq. You know, I misspeak well, all he's, the he's time. Well, he's not winning it. I misspeak all the time, but, uh, you know, it's the, the level of the importance of your job combined with how often I think that becomes a thing. And then a little later in that same... Talking to press there, his teeth started to slide out of his head, and he was clearly, like, holding them in with his tongue or his mouth. And Hanson and I, our executive producer and I, were wondering if if he hadn't been able to use his mouth to hold his teeth in, and they had just fallen out into his hand, Mm. would that have been the moment where enough of America says, all right, that's too much? That'd be kind of weird, because... I don't care if a president has false teeth.
4: It reminds me of my favorite paradox. If I punch myself in the face hard enough to make myself cry, does that make me a really tough guy or a real wimp? <laughs> so if I'm an old guy and my teeth fall out of my head, but I catch them with my hand, <laughs> wow! does that prove I'm old and decrepit? Or does that prove that I'm coordinated and still athletic?
5: <laughs> Quick as a cat, like when Obama caught that fly that one time. Exactly. So uh, he also said. I think it was yesterday. Uh, Biden said, "I know I don't look that old." Biden joked, "I'm a little under 103. That's what I've, I've done my whole life for the past 270 years. Try being 110 and doing it again. Blah blah blah." So what? that I read from Politico, one of your one of those kind of places that they've gone with a decided to go with a strategy of the whole hang a lantern on it. Um, that's like if you've got a flaw, you make fun of it yourself so much that the other side can't. And that's a mm-hmm. common strategy. People do it all the time. Um, and it often works. It, but the Biden administration, so that's, you're going to hear a lot more of, oh, and you're 115 like I am, ha, 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 ha. But if if your teeth fell out of your mouth and, <laughs> landed, and, and landed on the pavement. To oh, no. Oh, no. Right, See, uh, right. You if know, his teeth slipped out of his head, fell down by his feet, cameras have him, like, down by his sensible shoes, and, and he's saying,
0: oh, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, that would be a bad moment. Is that what
5: you're driving at? <laughs> and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I don't care if he's in a wheelchair. Teeth, false teeth, none of that matters. If your brain works fine, I don't care. I realize politically that's damaging and be hard to get elected that way and all that sort of stuff, but it shouldn't matter. I only care about your judgment.
4: Well, if you're done with your juvenile mirth for the moment, I saw that clip and I disagreed with Hanson. Have you ever been to an old folks' home? Like an old folks' home. Mm Mm-hmm. Not a retirement community where people go around playing golf and pickleball, but a, a actual elderly people home. Those involuntary mouth movements, that's what I think he was making, that uh, old man mouth movement. And if he starts doing that consistently, it's over. I predicted it's over anyway, but if he's on camera doing the uh, mouth movements... That and and I say that with sympathy. I, God, you know, will and I'll be old someday too. Old, old.
5: Um, yeah, yeah. A buddy, a buddy of mine was talking about how his dad, uh, who's quite old now, his mouth just hangs open all the time, and he's discussing very seriously, like, what causes that. I mean, what is going on there where your mouth just hangs open? Yeah, if Joe yeah. Biden starts doing that, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I will not be done with my juvenile mirth until. I'm cold and dead, would be my guess.
4: <laughs> Keeps me sane, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if it weren't for... You know what's funny is Abraham Lincoln said essentially the same thing. If it, if it weren't for humor, I would surely go insane. Yeah. When he was criticized for making jokes at a cabinet meeting.
5: Um. So now from the dad to the son, which could relate to the dad. Because if it doesn't relate to the dad, I personally don't care. I mean, Hunter Biden's a mess, and I like... You know, sensational gossip as much as anybody. So, reading about the sex clubs and the whorehouse. But if the Biden Justice Department is covering tax fraud just because it's his kid, that goes to Joe Biden. 100%. Obviously. Now, uh, To me, the headline of the day more than the particulars is that the New York Times has got a couple of paragraphs about it and which it includes them saying New York Times has independently verified something, which means they're on the story and digging into it and people are talking to them. They care all of a sudden about this information that's coming out that's related to the laptop that had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Um, and now the CBS early show. So here's a clip from the CBS early show. And again, the fact that it's on CBS is as big as what this guy says.
0: If this was any other person, they like would have already served their sentence. Gary Shapley was a
3: lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman. The investigation
0: into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. The back taxes were paid off. And last
3: week, the Trump-appointed U.S. Attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, reached an agreement
5: with Hunter Biden. The president's son would admit to a firearm charge. So we all know how that went down. But uh, uh, another thing they could have thrown in is, yeah, the back taxes were paid off in a loan from some Hollywood mogul. (laughs) Right. I mean, that that,
4: the back taxes were paid off.
5: Yeah, that's a different story than Hunter, you know, got right with the IRS on his own. Well, I would argue that since the entire story
4: is about the Biden family profiting from influence, including with foreign entities that they should not be in bed playing footsie with. Yeah, a mysterious Hollywood mogul paying $2.2 million in back taxes off for Hunter Biden. Why? Who is this guy? What are his connections?
5: Yeah, why is a heck of a question. I don't care how rich you are or how good of friends you are with somebody. You don't just regularly pay off somebody's $2.2 million
4: tax bill. Right. Yeah, there's something going on. Just like, why in the world would Burisma pay Hunter Biden $100,000 a month? Why would a Chinese energy company hire him? Why would a Chinese investment firm hire him?
5: And when you do get paid, it doesn't just go into your account like I do it. It goes through a dozen different LLCs spread around to different family members. Who does that? Well, criminals, that's who does that. And we do know Hunter Biden is a criminal. I mean, that, that's that been nailed down. Um, one other thing on this. Oh, so maybe I'm overemphasizing this, but the fact that this guy, this IRS guy, is not on Tucker Carlson or Brett Baer or Newsmax, CBS early show is taking this guy seriously enough to feature him prominently on the show is a major development in this.
4: Yeah, it's just become too big for the legacy media to ignore anymore. So speaking of getting back to dad, I think clip number 34, this is more with Gary Shapley, the
0: IRS whistleblower. Here's the key to it. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden know in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019.
4: This is the same clip we just played. Uh, this, this stuff about they weren't allowed to take the steps that would have led to Joe. That's the key part of it. What this whistleblower is saying, and, and Jonathan Turley wrote a great piece in The Hill, who is lying, Merrick Garland or the whistleblowers? Because one of them is lying. The whistleblowers are saying that in the Hunter Biden investigation, a lot of these income streams, because if you're in being investigated for a, uh, for serious tax crimes, for millions of dollars of tax evasion, for instance, um, where the income comes from is one of the things they look at. They want to know very, very specifically where did the money come from and where did it go? Every single dime. And what the whistleblowers are saying, two things. Number one, anytime time any one of those investigations in income streams got anywhere close to dad, Or it could get close. We were told, call off the dogs. Don't even ask those questions. And there were multiple IRS and FBI guys who were pissed off about it. Shapley has testified to this under oath.
5: Well, him him saying right there, if it was anybody else, he'd already be in jail. That's a a heck of a statement.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, and then the other aspect of it is that uh, the Delaware U.S. attorney, David Weiss, was talking to the investigators who wanted to file certain charges against hunter in addition to following those threads i was talking about the other aspect of it that counts was they said hey we've got to prosecute for this and this and david weiss told them i'm not the deciding official that is a quote Now, Merrick Garland has been swearing up and down that David Weiss is the deciding official. He's been completely independent and has felt no pressure from the DOJ. But at a meeting, Weiss said the exact opposite. I can't make that decision. I've got to ask people. Um, And so either Merrick Garland is lying or these whistleblowers are.
5: I saw a meme of, I can't believe we have an 80-year-old running against a criminal and how that applies to could apply to anybody <laughs> to and either their, side <laughs> to either side anybody's point of view on the politics whatsoever wow uh, depending on how you see things but that's a little discouraging <laughs> can, can can we live in a world where half of the country thinks uh, if Trump was anybody else he'd already be in jail over the classified document stuff and the other half of the country doesn't agree And then the same thing with Hunter Biden. If it was anybody else, they'd already be in jail. But it's Mm. Hunter Biden. But the other Uh, half of the country doesn't think it's a big deal.
4: I think this is a very troubled time. I'd say. Because we have so little shared, uh, so little common ground in terms of belief or uh, recognition of facts. Everybody has their own facts. How? ancient saying you're entitled to your own opinion, but you don't get your (laughs) own facts.
5: Well, I'll tell you what, this is really, really damned troubling. So the loss of belief in the Supreme Court, as unfair as I think it is, that its reputation has gone down, it just has, it's a fact. I heard somebody making the argument, and it's true. The left has done to the Supreme Court what Donald Trump was doing about the election. Just, you know, I'm not getting the result I want, so I'm going to muddy the waters and, and try to destroy people's belief in voting. With the Supreme Court, the left has gone, you know what, we're not getting the result we want, we're just going to destroy people's belief in the Supreme Court. hmm Anyway, um, I maybe naively would like to believe that people in the Justice Department are able to be, like, non-political. Everybody's got their own politics, but you're in the Justice Department, and you can try your best to keep your politics out of it, and a crime's a crime, and you know, blah, blah, blah. If it's to this level where Merrick Garland would ignore this as the Attorney General, that's a troubling situation.
4: I think if it is happening the way it seems to be happening, it's two things. Number one, the ford pardoned nixon uh, principle, which is if the president were to be exposed as a conniving influence peddler during his vice presidential years and between being veep and being president i'll grant him that uh, it would be so damaging to national security and and we'd be so obsessed with it as a country nothing else would get done it's better to just let the old man finish his term and go off into history i think there are important people who believe that and secondly trump derangement syndrome The same reason all those people in the FBI and DOJ faked up FISA warrants and continually reapplied, knowing it was built on a a false basis, the Steele dossier and the rest of it. You know, I don't have to remind you of everything that happened with that. Um, All the fake leaks uh, to the New York Times by Adam Schiff, all that stuff was we believe keeping Trump out of office is so important. We're going to chuck all of our principles just temporarily. I think you have some of that going
5: on, too. Well, I don't buy that other comparison, though. That would have been like if Ford or the the uh, Republican Party had gone with be too disruptive to the nation. Let's leave Nixon in office. Yeah, you're right. If Biden's booted out of office and you decide not to prosecute, I'm fine with that. I get that argument completely. You can't leave a criminal in office for another however long with a corrupt Justice Department.
4: Yeah, I'm not saying they're correct. I just think that uh, that's the way some people are rationalizing what they're doing.
5: Man. And the party that's always the rich got to pay their fair share. Guy owed $2.2 million. Yeah, hilarious. Wow. We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. The
3: Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: I've been wrong before, but man, I feel like this whole IRS thing by Hunter thing is about to explode into like practically Watergate level scandal. Now, the very IRS agent we were talking about earlier is on Brett Baron Fox later today. So that'll be a good interview.
4: Yeah, the guy testified to all this stuff in front of Congress under oath. Hundreds of pages of testimony. He is out and proud. There's one guy who's anonymous still. Uh, for whatever reasons, but this uh, guy, Gary Shapley, had a long and, and well-respected career and was so frustrated and disgusted with the dishonesty, he said, that's it, I'm blowing it all up, I'm coming forward. So, we'll see. We'll see how that develops. Looking forward to his interview with Brett. Uh, this is a, a beautiful example of uh, the times are so strange, you can't tell if it's a parody. Now, keeping in mind, we live in a world where we're being asked to repeat That if a man declares he's a woman, then he's actually a woman. Which is like some sort of weird, magical, fantasy land crap. Really. You're a woman, only if you're a woman. And if you're not a woman, you're not a woman. Anyway. This headline from the Atlantic got a lot of attention. Folks walking down the street with a big rainbow pride set of balloons. The headline is, at this weekend's Pride Parade, a man exposed his genitals to my six-year-old. She was horrified. Am I raising a bigot? Oh, wow. Turns out, that's parody. Okay. But people reacted to it and said, at first, I thought this had to be the Babylon Bee, but it's real. Then people said, no, no, it's not real. It, it is parody. And people are like, it is? You sure? Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Okay. That's a Marcus Strange times you can't tell, <laughs> right? I uh,
5: this is corn pop. When I'm not trying to get my razor rusty in a rain barrel, I listen to Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty.
4: Let's get a final thought from everybody in the crew to wrap things up for the day. How about Michael Angelo, our technical director? Michael, final thought?
5: Yeah, I've been uh, thinking about shopping for a
3: new TV, and I needed the special event. To justify the purchase, well, I think the Elon Musk-Mark Zuckerberg pay-per-view event could be the thing.
5: Yep.
4: Yeah, you need at least 76 inches to enjoy that properly. Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman. Katie, a final thought? Apparently not. Oh, here we go. There we are. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about who I would fight if given the opportunity <laughs> in the cage match. <laughs> Rachel Maddow, bring it. Oh, Oh. ho, oh. oh. ho. Oh, 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 girl oh. fight, chick fight chick
5: undercard. Uh, Jack, final thought for us Yeah, we've gotten a number of texts From people who they or family members Have gotten stranded by all the cancellations Somebody who's waiting for their daughters To arrive and are now trying to figure out How to get clear across the country Just alerting you to the fact that if you got travel plans this weekend Have a backup plan Or rethink it or something Because it looks like it's going to be another crazy travel season
4: My final thought is this story, a research facility in upstate New York. The janitor was cleaning it at night. He got tired of listening to this beeping sound, so he flipped the power off. That caused a million dollars in damages and destroyed 25 years worth of scientific research. Oof. Oof, indeed.
5: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work there.
4: So many people to thank so little time. Don't flip off switches if you don't know what they are. Oh, jeez. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Great hot links. Oh, man, the a and G t-shirts are flying off sh- the shelves. What was the uh, the top designs? I can't remember. It's around here somewhere. And, it, and everyone knows it.
5: I think One That's Horse big... Pony was on there. Yep. Uh, see you tomorrow. God bless America. Bring we some, uh, bring some coats in, please. Armstrong
0: and Getty. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. This is a crisis. It's 100 on the crazy meter. This a mess.
4: And everyone knows it.
0: Yup. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> let me say, let me say one thing. Hey, lots of luck in your senior year. <laughs> the dramatics could come down just a little bit. I don't do things wrong. I do things right. I'm a legitimate person. I'll leave it there. Don't you oppress me. On that high note, thank you all very much. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
5: you find your perfect home sweet home.